Welcome to Naked Balance. It's me, Yasmin, your host. Get to know your new bestie, the one friend you never have to worry about calling back. It's going to be fun, sassy, and interesting. We may cry. Who knows? We'll be diving deep into life, relationships, motherhood, and pop culture. My passion to want to know the gossip that's actually good for you. Pop those AirPods in and let's get to know one another. Miss Jessica Bancooley, welcome. Hi. I'm so glad to have you on. I'm so excited to be on your show finally. I know we've been talking about this forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long time in the middle. Um seriously. So I you know, I'm a hairstylist for you for those of you who are tuning in. And the beauty of this industry is like you really get to meet such amazing people and you just don't know, you know, where that relationship's ever gonna go. And the beauty of this is that, you know, I did get to know you on a weekly basis and then our friendship grew and our personal relationship grew. And, you know, I've seen so many aspects of your life, you know, a, a wife, you a mother, becoming a mother, opening up your own businesses, and you have such fire under you. You're always motivated. You never give up. I mean, I could speak for our friend group and myself, like you were just so inspiring to so many women, even like on your lowest days, I feel like you always get back up and you're like, I'm going to keep on going. So explain to me like a little bit of this, where you welcome <laughs> of where this come from, from this came from. I know you've been through a lot, so I kind of want to share your story with everybody. Yeah. Um, so I guess that fire, right? That motivation, I think it just comes from being a mom. Cause I don't know if I'd be this fiery without them. Um, I was <laughs> Right. It's like, um, you know, you kind of go into mama bear mode. And I feel like when I first got married and, you know, you have the house and you have the husband and you're focused more on nurturing and really providing that um, nurturing environment for your family. And then when I started going through my divorce, it was like all of a sudden I went from having to be this nurturer to being this provider and this protector for my kids. So I feel a lot of that fire almost comes from that masculine energy that it's like, no, Mm -hmm. I want to provide and I want to give my kids opportunities that I never had because I never want them to find themselves in a position like I was. Right. And I know you were married, right, in the past. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know that actually. I know you were married. (laughs) You did my hair for my Uh, wedding. (laughs) uh, Exactly. And, you know, tell us about that. Like, you know, like you were married. Like, I remember when I met you, I was like, oh, this is a great couple. He's such a great guy. You know, you guys are fun. Um, Like, tell us a little bit, like, how it got to the point that it got to, which is today. Yeah. So um, what I was saying is um, narcissism is something that gets thrown around so much, right? And, oh, everybody's a narcissist. Well, everybody does have narcissistic tendencies, but you need, I feel like I have a PhD in this topic now, but you need need to match seven or eight different characteristics before you could be diagnosed as a full-blown narcissist. So a lot of times when you're in these relationships with the narcissist, they go through this love bombing and grooming phase where they tell you everything that you want to hear. They paint the perfect picture. They seem almost too good to be true. And once they almost know that they have you wrapped, that's when the mask starts to slowly come off. And for me, it was when we got, there were red flags probably all along, but I I didn't realize it till after we got married because that was when things just went 
totally haywire. Um, I remember we were best friends. We used to go on vacation all the time together. We used to do everything together. I remember we were that. Like inseparable, you know, kind of. It was just we were best of best of friends. The second that I, we got married and I got pregnant, it was like I got pushed to the sidelines. Um, it was total abandonment. All of a sudden, he was going on seven different vacations with people who I didn't even know. Um, so it was almost like the second life started to pop out that I knew nothing about. Then I started finding out about the infidelity. But um, I think for me, it was like I started to realize that he wasn't the person who I thought he was once I realized that he was so quick to just abandon me and like while I was pregnant. So, and I remember he was the one who wanted you to have kids. Like you didn't even want to have kids right away. No, I didn't. It's I, like I he wanted, wanted to, to trap you. It was, it, that was yeah. exactly what it was. He wanted to trap me. Yeah. He wanted to make sure that I was going to stay there, be barefoot and pregnant. Um, any of my dreams, he never supported and once I found out about the infidelity and I confronted him with it, it was pretty much that he went, he took my car keys away from me. He went to take any jewelry that he had bought me away from me. He was threatening to financially bury me. So instead of being somebody who would show remorse or empathy, and here I was, I was still breastfeeding. I had a six month old. I find out all of this. I was like, he literally threatened me in every way possible. And if I decided to leave the way that he was just going to destroy me. So that only confirmed, right, that I was dealing with a narcissist. Yeah, so 100%. At that, so that's why at that point then I was like, all right, like I was trying to make things work. I was hoping that what I was reading about narcissism wasn't true, that he wasn't bad, that things were going to get better. Um, but while I was doing that, that's how why I started my business, because I knew that I needed a financial I knew I needed to create some type of financial security in the event that I did become a single mom. Like, what was I going to fall back on? Obviously, this guy wasn't going to do the right thing by me. Um, so that was like, I don't even know how we got down here. But that was how yeah. I started the business. And, you know, that's when I started to realize that he wasn't the person who I thought he was. And I feel like Skin Bar has evolved so much. You just opened up your second location in Nassau. Yeah, Nassau. Yep. We have a, a nice little satellite office in Garden City now. Um, That's nice. So, yeah. So, really um, taking taking the bad and trying to make the best, of, the best out of a shitty situation that I possibly could. So, now you have these. Well, you also had another child in the mix of this, too. So, now mm-hmm. you're mother of two. Right. And you just opened up your own business. And I mean, coming from me, who has my own hair studio, like you kind of know about the industry, like you know how to be an esthetician. I knew how to be a hairstylist. But the whole business aspect, I mean, that's kind of you figure it out as you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say that when you start your own business, it's almost like jumping off of a building and figuring out how to build wings on the way down. Yeah. And how was that? Like, what curveballs have you been hit with that that you've learned so much from? Oh, my God. Where do I even start? Um, <laughs> it's like um, pretty – I mean, the biggest ones that I really learned from is that listening to your intuition is so key. And I feel like really learning how to connect to your intuition that is always there to guide you and, and – the best way possible and I mean there were times when you know my ex-husband would beg for me back beg for me back and like there would be points that just out of comfort right because you're so afraid to you're so afraid to like be be, alone feel even not even be alone but like you're just afraid of change 
you're so afraid of change that you're just like, you know what, maybe I should just stay in this. Maybe it will get better. Um, I remember so many times, anytime I would have that inkling, it was like I would literally yeah. feel my stomach do somersaults. I would get so nauseous anytime I had that. I was like, okay, that's like my gut screaming at me. Or I would see 11-11 pop up. And I never saw 11-11 wow. before, ever. And all of a sudden I started angel seeing like angel numbers started to pop up. And I was like, okay, no, like I have to keep pushing forward no matter what. Like I have to. So I think really listening to your intuition because the divorce, he really, and he still to this day continues to try and put me in financial ruin. Um like every other month. It's still selfish, months. still no remorse. Still no remorse, <laughs> still no nothing. You would think after hitting rock bottom, um, but he still like refuses to do anything right by me or the kids. Yeah, so and someone like that is never going to change no matter what no. scenario they're in. No. So someone who's in a toxic relationship and know they're in a toxic relationship and doesn't know how to get out, like what do you, what type of advice would you have say to them? So the first thing is always that I think as women, because we're the, we're the ones who are really providing the most right for our kids. Like a man's life does change, but not as much as a woman's that a woman's life changes. So number one is really making sure that you have some type of financial stability. And even if that just means like putting a nest egg aside, always have your own money like always have your own money i just i can't the thought of like never being able to have my own money and have a guy fully in charge of everything that just makes me so nervous now and i think that with control comes a lot of um financial like financial control is a way that most people will look to control a relationship is through the finances so if you know that you have enough money where if you need to leave you can go get an apartment. You can go, you know what I mean? I mean, if I told you the things that I did to save money while I was trying to work on my marriage and hoping that things were going to be good, but I was taking out jewelry. I was swapping cube. I was swapping diamonds for cubic zirconiums. I was selling the diamonds, holding on to the money. I was like, anytime I would, he would give me money to go grocery shopping. I would save some of that money, like just to have a stash just in case I needed a lawyer, if I needed an apartment, if I needed something and I knew I couldn't rely on him. So I think number one is it's so important to have your own money. Yeah. No matter what. And I mean, you pretty much like walked away from like, you know, the typical Long Island lifestyle, you know, living in the suburbs, a beautiful, a beautiful renovated house with the white picket fence, you know? Yeah. I had the the car. I had the house. Yes. You know, I yeah. like didn't have to worry about asking for money. I had the lifestyle if you wanted, but once, but nobody should ever have to like live in a, in a comfortable, let's say in a, you shouldn't have to live in a comfortable environment at the expense of your own safety. And like, that's what mine came down right. to. Right. And I feel like, yeah, I, you obviously, you know, it's not it's not easy walking away from a marriage. You know, it was a twelve year relationship, even though yeah. at the end it got pretty bad. But I'm sure at one point in your life you did love him, you know, and it was sad the way things ended. But what I do admire you about you the most, as hard as it was, I think you now put so much time into yourself to make your love yourself again. Yeah. Oh and yeah. To be in a to be to be in a happy place and a safe space, you know, where you are enough. And that's, that's probably number two, right? To your question is what would you advice you would give? I think first is establishing a financial foundation. And then the second is definitely working and healing yourself. And I do, I do a lot of healing work 
worked with a therapist for years now. Um, I journal a lot and I try to figure out like as, as messed up as that person can be to you, you also have to take accountability and this is a tough part to pill to swallow, but you have to take accountability for yourself and figure out, well, what is it about me that made it okay to accept that type of behavior for as long as I did? And once you can get to the a lot of women look to just grab the next man, right, to distract them or like, let me move into this relationship, move into that. All you end up doing is you're attracting the same person in a different pair of pants. And I was and so I afraid that of that. Time. Yeah. yeah. I was so afraid of that because I was like, I don't want my kids to have that as an example, as like, this is what love is. So I really, I'm taking four years now of working on myself and just really making sure that I'm in a position where if I ever do come across somebody like that, again, I could pick up the red flags. I could trust myself more because the hardest thing about leaving those relationships is it's not about learning to trust somebody else again. It's really about learning to trust yourself because you, when you realize yeah. it's how much you don't trust yourself and how much you second guess everything and you allow somebody else to take over, that's when you get into trouble. So it's like learning to trust yourself again and taking the time to do that. And also that comes with like age and growth and maturity. I mean, you were really, really young, yeah. you know, like. Right. Yeah. I was with him when so, I was 21. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were just getting into the clubs. <laughs> I was. I was just getting into the clubs. So now that you're single, like, what do you love about being alone? What do you? What things have you discovered about yourself that you love so much about yourself? I love not having to think of anybody else when making my own decisions. You know, sometimes <laughs> even when it comes down to cooking dinner, it's like, well, what do I have to? Well, what's he gonna like? Also, and I'm just like, now it's like, no, I cook what I want. When I want, I like, yeah. I like not having to, if I want to plan a trip, you know, I can't be like, oh, well, what's your, or having, no, I really love what I learned about myself is that I do like spending time alone where in the past, I never thought that I did. Yeah. We love the silence orgasm, you and I. Love the silent <laughs> orgasm. I love taking myself out for lunch, you know. I love um, the gym is like my thing, you know, I'm always like, I just yeah. go to the gym. Like, I just love being able, I love being able to also, if I want to take my kids out to the park and like come back at eight o'clock or eight 30, I don't have somebody there who have to worry about like cooking dinner for or, like, you know, that makes sense. I don't know if this is like yeah. pushed me to the complete opposite side where I've kind of become so avoidant now or just so comfortable, but I just love like, well, I think cause you were Right. I think because, you know, because I've, um, I've seen both aspects of you and because you were such a catering wife and you were so attentive to him yeah. and respected like your time. And, you know, I remember even one time, I don't know where we were, we passed by like a restaurant and you're like, oh, I should pick up meatballs for him from there. That's where he likes it. Like you always went out of your way to make him feel special. Yeah. And it's like, since he was such a disappointment to you at the end, now you're like, no, I come first. Yeah. No matter 100%. what. A hundred percent. And I have to do what's best for me. Like, I'm never going to let anyone take that away from me. And what I learned is the more energy I put into myself, the better version of myself my kids get, the better version of myself, like my staff gets. So it's so important. It's just, um, it's a ripple effect that so many women, especially, they tend to put themselves last. Like, no, I, I don't need that. They put everybody else ahead of them. But when you actually take the time to put yourself first, everybody else benefits from that also. So, you know, it's kind of, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Well, I think luckily, like 
I mean, I could, I know my mom didn't put time for herself at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, did your mom put time for herself? No, never. She was always yeah. at the bottom of the list. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, luckily I think this day and age, like women are learning that like being a mom and being a wife or even owning your own business or having a job, whatever the case may be, like, that's just not enough. Like, you know, I'm like, you need to take care of yourself. So you're able to do all that or you can't. Right. It sounds so cliche, right? Because they're like, oh, fill your own cup first. Everybody says that. But you don't realize how true that is because you can't. Well, I think women are cup. ashamed to say that. Yeah. yeah like women are ashamed to, to say that. You know, like I remember I had a client who went on a girl's trip, you know, a little weekend, nothing crazy away to Florida. And she was, I'm like, oh, my God, good for you. Like everybody else gets to take a break. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys like. They don't have, they could take breaks whenever they want. They can make plans with their friends whenever they right. want. Like they don't, like the wives always want to take care of the kids. They, they know that's a given, you know, right. we make plans. We got to get it. We have so much more on our plate. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just the way it is, I guess, you know, and it's like, okay, why can't we take a break? You know, what, what, what we deserve it the most. It's almost <laughs> like society gives women like this badge of honor. That's like, oh, great. You know, you you are exhausted and you're overworked and you're burnt out. Great. Like you're doing your job at being a good mother when it's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Like, why is it, why are women made to feel bad for anything? You know, for if you need a break or, you know, like, I don't feel like men should be rewarded when they're being a father. Like, no, that's your job. You're being a father. Don't like, you shouldn't have to ask the father and my kids to babysit you're not babysitting like that's your child you're being a father it's like but then when it's a mother it's it's totally flipped like there's still that double standard which is just so infuriating to me because i think that the children would become better adults if they had a mom who was happier and for a mom to be happier you you shouldn't be getting burnt out and you shouldn't feel like you're overworked constantly it really needs to be more of a team effort yeah, no, I agree with you with that 100%. Well, hopefully by the time our girls are moms, things are different. <laughs> I know. At that point, I right? I feel like I, don't know, I feel like my girls, you see, I feel, I feel Luna's on the same track <laughs> as my girls. Oh, are. yeah, yeah. They're She's, like, yeah. Yeah. I feel Luna's on the same no, track. She, they don't take she, anything from anyone. Mm-mm. No, they don't want to do it. They'll let you know. Uh-uh. They, yeah, they're definitely strong minded girls. And I'm proud of that. You know, sometimes Makes when sense. we're arguing, I'm not really proud of it. <laughs> no, the defiance. But, right? I'm like, I want you to be defiant, just not with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why can't I be your best friend? Right. You know, but I think it, but they, they see that in us. You know, I think that's why you and I click so much because we're so fire. We're so aggressive. Mm-hmm. We're just like, no, get it done now. Yeah. Like, and we, we, and we never give up no matter what curveball we're being thrown at us. I mean, we, we cry about it. Know, <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. We cry a lot. But, you know, I think that is why we get along because even, you know, be like, all right, come on, let's just get going. How come you didn't do that? Like, like some of the stuff that even I see you get done in a day, I'm like, damn, girl, that would take me like three days to do. And you get it done in a day. You know? I'm like, you yeah. make me feel lazy sometimes, you know? Yeah, but you know what? Like, I feel like you, I mean, I'm like, I get stuff done at home too, but you're like so business oriented. Like your mind's always racing. Like you'll call me like, all right, let's invest $3,000 here and we could grow from this and we go, I'm like, I thought we were going to the park. Like what, 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 where, like what, what happened? What happened? I was like, where? I know. I'm like always looking for the next thing. 
But I love that about you. That's like what's so motivating because, you know, I feel like we're never really content and it's not because we're not happy. I think we're very happy people. I love my life. I love my children. I love this podcast. I love being a hairstylist. But, you know, it's like you're always looking to grow, you know? And I think that's that's part of life because every time you're looking to grow, that's when you learn things and, you know, you explore scenarios and that's what motivates you. And I think I could speak for both of us. Like we never want to be in like a stagnant. I think that's when we start to get scared. Yeah. We're like, what's going on here? Right. You know <laughs> I need I, something more. I think part of it though too is, at least for me, is I almost, and this is what I'm working on, is you almost always feel like you're in survival and like that anything can just break at a moment's notice. So I feel like I'm always constantly thinking of other ideas to just feel secure, right? Or just to feel safe. I get that. Yeah. I totally get that. So now that, you know, you have the two locations, you wrote a children's book. Can you share the name to us too? (laughs) Sure. Uh, The book is called Mommy Am I Pretty? And it's on Amazon. Um, so I said that my business, since I have a medical spa, was all about building confidence. But building confidence says that when you look better, you know, you'll be having a bad day, but then you do your hair and your makeup and you're like, damn, okay, I feel a little bit better. It's like that changes your energy, right? So that's going to change the rest of your day. So our slogan is when you look good, you feel good, you do good. Um, because mm-hmm. where it's so true, it's so true, you feel better. And then when you feel better, you let's say somebody called you and it's something that would normally aggravate you, you may not be as likely to fly off the handle because you've took the time to take care of yourself. So I wanted to take the whole building confidence in women, but kind of address it to little girls since I have little girls. And this book is all about a little girl who gets bullied at school. She's told that she's ugly. And then the mom goes through all of the details and what really makes a little girl pretty, you know, like when she's rocking and rolling in her car seat, when she's, um, concentrating and coloring when, and it all rhymes. I'm not making it rhyme right now, <laughs> but it all rhymes. Um, when she I love that. Cry. Yeah. So it's all the little things that these little children do that really make them so beautiful. I love the message behind it, which can I just tell you, that's like Luna's favorite book. Oh, She's been picking amazing. it out. I don't know where. Really? Yeah. I've been reading it to her. Yes, I swear. I've been I'm meaning to text you that yeah. on the side. But yeah, she's been loving. That's her book. She's like, Mommy, am I pretty? Because Luna does ask me that all the time. Like, am I pretty? Who do I look like? How does my hair look like? Wow. You know, I feel like she's always, um, you know, like second questioning herself. So that book is so perfect for like how she's been feeling lately, which I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, we love it. Um, so now you got the too many spas, you wrote a children's book, you know, you have the CBD facial hair serum. And so what do you do to balance it all? Like, what do you do with time for yourself that makes you feel good? It's definitely the gym and the sauna. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. Working out. Um, you know, you love to work out too. So it's like yeah. getting those endorphins going. That's what I look for. Um, that, and I, I mean, meditation, meditating really changed my life change my life. And I've been yeah. doing it now for about two years. And th- I was one of those people who couldn't sit down still and my mind would constantly race. And I was like, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. But no, you, oh, now, you can. now you are the chillest person. You it's like so go with the flow. Right? You know how to chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tortuga. Tortuga. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My tortuga. That's what I call her. For those of you who don't know, that means Spanish and turtle. Yeah. I mean, I call her my little tortuga. Yeah. No, now I just like, uh, but meditating, definitely meditation, the gym and the sauna are my self-care rituals. I love that. I love that. 
That's awesome. I know. I love it. That's awesome that you go to it. Has um, what does it have in there? The eucalyptus, eucalyptus oil. Yeah. So yeah. Good. <laughs> yes. So good. Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, um, thank you for taking your time and sharing your story. I hope it's motivational to somebody. I love your energy. I love that you never give up. I love so you. Too. <laughs> I love you too. To so many women. I hope you never change. Because too many people look up to you. We need you, girl. (laughs) Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Love it. Oh, and um, you're welcome. I don't know if if anybody wants to follow me, if they have any questions or if they're in a similar situation. Oh, yes. Please share. So they can always DM me at okay. skin, skin Bar NY. N is in no, Y is in yes, or NY is in New York. So skin Bar NY. Okay. Yes. And she's always, she is so good on doing live. She's so informative. She's so educated. Yeah. Um, so if you have any skin questions, she is the skin guru. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> she knows her stuff. Thank you. Yes. And I'll link everything on the bottom so okay. everybody could check you out. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you like what you're hearing so far, make sure you subscribe, review. And if there's anything you want to discuss with me, feel free to email me at nakedbalance555 at gmail.com.